We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Thank you so much for downloading and subscribing, please. Uh, If you subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. We'll come up with a way to maybe even include some tickets. I got to bribe you, right? Got to get you involved here. But go to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Make sure you share the episodes, if you don't mind, on social media and spread the word as we try to continue to grow and bring you all kinds of great interviews and uh, tons of inside information. Now, with that said, today's show is one of those, to, to be real honest with you, I got to kick my feet up and be a fan, and I loved it. Because think about this, Joe Castiglione, the athletic director at the University of Oklahoma, sat down for three hours with Toby Rowland on his radio show on the Sports Talk Network, Sports Talk 99.3 FM, The Fan, and basically just chopped it up in talking everything from Top Dog to the Big 12, and oh yeah, by the way, Bob Stoops joined them as well, so We'll have that coming up for you on the podcast today. And as a matter of fact, since it was three hours, we'll be able to sprinkle in portions of that over the next couple of podcasts. So uh, today is part one of the Joe C. sit-down with Toby Rowland. And as you'll see and as you'll hear, the – the fans, you, we, the Royal We, were involved in this a lot in asking questions, whether it was through text or Twitter or even phone calls. Um, but I really enjoyed this part of the interview. It was all great. And as I mentioned, we're going to bring you a majority of it as uh, Josie really dives in deep on a lot of things, especially the Big 12. So 
with football practices in full swing. As a matter of fact, as we tape this, as we prepare the Sooner Sports Podcast for its Friday release, uh, Lincoln Riley just wrapped up his first media availability. We'll have tons of reaction from that coming up over the weekend and, of course, on Soonersports.com right now. Uh, but today is uh, Joe C.'s World on the Sooner Sports Podcast, as will the next few episodes. So sit back uh, and enjoy. And again, deep-rooted appreciation for those of you who subscribe and download. And we'll start asking Joe C., along with Toby, his partner on the radio, T.J. Perry, and, of course, Joe Castiglione. They're at Ozzy's Diner here in Norman. Started asking about the Army game. And are we sure that game will be played on campus for those who have started to prepare that road trip looking down the road at future opponents for the Sooners? That's a great question and a fair question because of the nature of some of the changes that are taking place in our world. I would say that it's 99.99% okay. that will play at Mitchie Stadium, but it's their home game. And if for whatever reason they decide to move it to Yankee Stadium, I gotcha. uh, the Meadowlands, they haven't given it's any. It's in their indi- court. Correct. They haven't given any indication that they would do that, but it's their home game. So there remains a possibility it could happen, but we're fully intending on playing at West Point. What else you got, Teach? Uh, this could be the 10,000th time Joe's been asked this, but could you please ask Joe why Top Dog was removed? He was such an icon of basketball, and I still think there's a large part of the fan base that would like him back. <laughs> Is that Bob from some uh, making a it, second It was parents? not. It was not. Uh, oh, gosh. You don't you know, this is uh, this. Believe it or not, it, it was the will of the people. The people obviously didn't like the decision the majority made, but it was the will of the people to um, unify the mascot, and Top Dog was not the number one choice. Speaking of bringing things back, I got I got some personal questions for you. Will the mustache ever make a reappearance? <laughs> all, these, all this video of when Bob Stoops was hired that's come back in recent days reminds us of the caterpillar that used to live on your upper lip. So will we ever see it again? I've had some questions about that for that very reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about this? Um, it'll make a reappearance when we win a national championship because that was the reason In football? Because we just won a bunch of national championships. I know. I know. Well, okay. you have to declare it ahead of time. Okay. That's football national championship. It'll come back. Mustache comes back. I like it. Unless there's more popular demand for it. I've actually had some student athletes ask me about it. This uh, understanding your happiness as athletic director at the University of Oklahoma. Is there anything that intrigues you out there as far as being a commissioner or running the NCAA, university president? Any, anything like that out there that intrigues you? Any of those would be intriguing. I don't think anyone can ever say never. Mm-hmm. I love Oklahoma. Could see, you know, for as long as they'll have me, you know, finishing my career here. But um, you know, there's there's no way to tell, you know, whether something like that would ever come my way. But it could be intriguing. Sure, that was a word you used, and I think it's a fair word. But I'm not looking right. or planning or dreaming about it. I did once uh, have a, a career goal at some point to move on to run an NFL team um, and had written a letter to uh, Lamar Hunt, actually, about really? it. 
I, I think the world of Lamar Hunt. General manager of an NFL mm-hmm. franchise. Okay. Well, as while well, I was in Missouri, and uh, he had a, an outstanding president and general manager by the name of Carl Peterson, who I know and like very much. Um, but I figured Carl would retire at some point, and I thought I'd be the right replacement. Right. I followed everything close to the Kansas City Chiefs fr- franchise, and uh, so I did. I wrote Lamar a note um, back then, and, and then it wasn't too long after that I ended up coming to Oklahoma. So we um, had a couple of chuckles about that. You know, Lamar was a quality man and uh, very, very humble, very mm-hmm. smart. And so, I, you know, that was that was one of the thoughts I had at one point many years ago. Pre-Oklahoma? Very, yeah. Or early Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, one of those I mentioned isn't in the sports world. I mean, the, the commissioner or the NCAA or you mentioned the NFL, the university president thing isn't necessarily in the sports world. You would step outside the sports world perhaps if the right opportunity came along. It would intrigue yeah, you. It would intrigue me. Yeah. Maybe even more so than being a commissioner. I'm not saying I'd rule out being a commissioner, uh, but I just love being around the campus uh, spirit, the yeah. vibrancy, obviously getting to know students as they're making their way through some of the m- most important years of their life, playing a role in helping it be as positive and productive as possible. Um, that, that always brings change because someone finishes, some start. And uh, I've, I've really loved being the campus. I guess I, I'm living proof of that ESPN. There's an energy. I've graduated, but I've never left campus. There's <laughs> <laughs> an, <laughs> yeah. an addictive energy it, to a college campus. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, so from that standpoint, I, I, I've thought about, you know, if there was a different role, you know, a college president could be one I'd, I'd be interested in. It's, it's running just a bigger enterprise many more complexities than than uh than i have now depending on the type of campus private public Mm -hmm. but uh still being around the campus you know i think that's a that's a really big area of enjoyment for me and my family i mean my wife and my kids have benefited a great deal being around a college campus you know since we've all been together legitimate question how often do you get confused with Boston Red Sox legendary play-by-play voice, Joe Castiglione. Occasionally. I actually had a uh, fun opportunity about a month ago when uh, I was in Boston at Fenway. and You met him? Oh, yeah. Well, I know him very well. Okay. We've actually been friends for probably 20-some years. Joe actually got him the and job the son... there. He probably hired him. So No. <laughs> no, I'll tell you another side. <laughs> Do you know do you know where Joe Castiglione, the play-by-play announcer, got his real first start? I don't. Youngstown, Ohio, doing the play-by-play for the Youngstown State. <laughs> it Penguins. all comes back to Youngstown. And how about this? His wife Jan, lovely lady, her aunt lived right across the street from the Stoops. How about that? Right across the street, and uh, her favorite teacher in high school was Bob's father. Wow. It's just kind Small of random. World. Yes. And so, uh, yes, we do get confused, but not very often. Um, it was fun. We were at uh, Fenway and uh, going through the um, press box and down in the dugout, and he was introducing me. Hey, uh, we, I want you to meet Joe Castiglione. 
People were like, get out of here. Bob Ryan was there. He's yeah. like, come on. And Joe Castiglione is introducing Joe Castiglione. And it, That's a lot of Castiglione. Now, Joe was here for the Notre Dame game a few years ago, uh-huh. and he was up in the suite. And I was down in the field, and somebody came in and introduced himself, and he said, I'm Joe Castiglione. And they said, no, you're not. And he said, yes, I am. He said, no, you're not. And they had an argument. He had to pull out his driver's license. That's great. That's great. I have a tweet from an at Kenny underscore Mossman. Question for Joe. Can the staff leave at noon today asking for some friends? Yeah, as long as you come back at once. <laughs> Called a lunch break. Okay. I would, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question in a way that you could give some sort of an answer. But I want to ask about the Big 12. And so I think I'm going to word it like this. Because I was going to say, can you foresee a day when Oklahoma plays in another conference? And I don't think that's a path you're going to want to go down. So in the next four or five years, before this next uh, round of contracts are up, what does the Big 12 have to do to, to save this thing? or to strengthen itself, or to keep itself together. Can you answer that question? I think we're on the right path. Okay. Uh, We've made some significant changes in the past year. Uh, We went through a lot of introspection and uh, a lot of external review. What I mean by that is trying to determine whether or not we should expand Mm -hmm. last year. And I think we ended up in the right place at this moment in time. And uh, now I think the emphasis needs to be put on those kinds of decisions and ultimately the type of performance we need to have to strengthen ourselves going forward. That's within our control. We can't control a lot of things. Winning. is, And and we've actually been doing a pretty good job of it and not getting maybe the credit that we deserve. And... um, for whatever reason. If you look at last year, uh, we came off having teams all over the highest levels of regular season and postseason play. But we didn't get a chance to really talk about that much or let it even sit sink in with the fans because of the discussion that took place last summer about conference realignment. That really just wiped it out before it really settled in. We've had a pretty good year this past year we just need to continue to build on it and we're um, our football season is the perfect place to start uh, we have a whole different scheduling matrix mm-hmm. uh, we, we talked about talked to Kirby Hercut earlier about the college football playoff we're now playing uh, a big 12 championship game that gives two of the big 12 teams a 13th game you gotta think that through how you say that yeah. but uh um, Do you like that decision? Were you in favor of that? Uh, initially, no. But we moved more to support it because it was in the best interests of the league. And the reason I wasn't, and I, I think Bob and I shared that along with President Boren, um, we were already uh, demonstrating what the formula was. Mm-hmm. You didn't necessarily have to play the 13th game. It. We're mm-hmm. just play a good non-conference schedule which very few teams in the Big 12 were doing at the time, maybe half and half at the most. Mm-hmm. And so that hurt us because they might have been winning more games, but they weren't winning against, at that time, what was you know, considered the, the 
prominent teams sure. in the country. Now, we know some teams have hot years and some don't. But um, we did make a change in the conference where we now required everybody to play at least one uh, team on their non-conference schedule against the Power Five League. And uh, the there's a little bit of wiggle room because there are teams like um, BYU, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, obviously Notre Dame is part of the ACC to some degree, but not considered a conference team. And mm-hmm. so there's some exceptions in there. But uh, you play a quality schedule. You're going to have a chance to win some games against some of the best competition in that year. And so they have to be intentional about scheduling going forward. And this is the first year where I, I, we'll see some improvement, and then it'll continue as we go forward. And then you add the championship game. And if we were strong about if we're going to play the 13th game or play that championship game, we needed to make it as distinguishable as possible. And so rather than breaking up you know, the conference into two divisions, when we're playing everybody already, yeah. it's going to be a repeat game. And, and it happens in other conferences too, but we know it's going to happen for sure in our league, um, that we, we should take the top two teams, not – two best teams out of some type of division that we create. Right. So I think that makes us very different. You're guaranteeing a good game. Guaranteeing a good game. I and mean, obviously tougher for maybe the top team to win the championship, but you know you're going to get the, the best two teams in the league to face off against each other in the, the uh, championship. So the answer itself. to the question is, what does the Big 12 need to do in the next four to five years to save themselves is win? Continue to be successful. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome in... The man still known as the HBC, the head ball coach at the University of Oklahoma, Bob Stoops. Bob, welcome to the Joe C. Show, live from Ozzy's Diner today. Hey, Toby, uh, good to be with you and Mr. Joe C. Uh, I wish I was at Ozzy's Diner. Great place to go eat breakfast and lunch, no doubt. Thanks, Bob, for being on. You can tell how uh, how low the show has dropped when they have me on. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> They've really uh, no. run out of we out of options, but it's late in the summer, you know, so they're... Not true. Not hey, true. This is the best show we've had in a long time. I don't know what Joe C is doing there. He's got a job. I'm the one that has to be auditioning for radio jock. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow morning, you and me here at Ozzy's, Bob. It's a, it's a, it's a date. Hey, what, what was yesterday like for you, Coach? First day of practice, and you didn't have a team to coach. Yeah, very, very strange Um um, fortunately, I was traveling and traveling back from somewhere, and uh, that occupied me a little bit more and kept me distracted from it. But uh, um, very, very different. It's funny. I've been asked uh, really the last two, three weeks, does it feel different? And it really hadn't because it was summertime, and we weren't, we weren't, you know, with the players, and uh, we weren't coaching and on the field practicing. So, uh, but I knew you know, once we started on the field, that would be different. So uh, definitely this time of year now is going to be uh, going to be very strange. But but okay, I'm 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 good. I'm fine. It's just uh, it's gonna gonna take a little getting used to. Bob, as uh, get asked, you know, a lot. You know, how are you doing? And uh, and they're always asking me, well, what is he going to? do and i always say that first of all he's already actively engaged in a number of things but he's he's a special assistant to the ad so he's doing very very special things that's right <laughs> i uh i uh we, we can be so blessed toby to have 
Bob's so in, still involved in our program. And, you know, we talked about earlier some of the stadium renovations yeah. that we have in store and we're continuing to raise money for and um, cultivate and uh, appreciate a lot of the donors that have made a lot of other things happen and be, be help us be successful. So coaches engaged in a lot of those kinds of efforts as well. Um, serves as a great resource for not just, uh, you know, football program, but the other coaches. I, I, I can't say enough what type of leadership that Bob constantly displayed throughout our entire athletic program. And I've said it many times publicly as well as any conversation that our other head coaches so greatly appreciate him because he made himself available. He was very supportive. Um, he probably saw as many, if not more, recruits from other sports as he did yeah. in the sport of football because anytime somebody was on campus for an official or unofficial visit, they always would make their way by the football Softball, facility. Softball, basketball, yeah, baseball, he volleyball. Made time. And, uh, Bob, I guess you can't say it enough how much we appreciate what you have done and what you continue to do for our program. And uh, your, your positive influence is still felt every day. Well, I, I, I've always realized, regardless of what, you know, that you're a part of a university and, and part of an athletic program and, and uh, that it, it isn't about any one individual or any one sport. So I have always been very aware that uh, it's about the university and, and the entire athletic department. And, and Juana always just wanted to be a good part of it, positive part of it. And, uh, and I think that's what has been neat about being uh, here at OU for all these years is the great camaraderie that we all have uh, in supporting one another. And there's really never any backbiting and it's always everybody helping the other, you know, the, whatever other sport it may be or another coach uh, succeed. And, and that's, what's been really fun about it. Coach, I know you've talked about your decision to retire many times, so I'm not asking you to regurgitate that, but this is kind of a unique situation because we have both men on the air here at the same time who, sat across from each other when you made that decision and i asked joe about it earlier in the show today you know to tell us from his perspective that day when you walked in and told him that you were done you know what what was he thinking and what does he remember of that day so i'll ask you the same question the day that you walked in and had the conversation with joe what was that day like it 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 it, um you know, it was a series of talks, uh, and, uh, and other than my wife, Joe was the one, you know, person initially that I had to run this through to, to see if I was thinking correctly. Of course, he, he tried to tell me that I wasn't, <laughs> but, um, you know, but then little by little, you have to you have to be sure this isn't, yeah, it's, it's what I said, it, it was a series and a, and a process, really, just to get to that point, just because that isn't something you just walk in overnight. I, hey, I happen to wake up this way today. This is what I'm going to do. It's, you know, so it, it needed a lot of thought. It needed a lot of study and understanding on my part and, and with Joe uh, in that, you know, uh, how would, if, if this did happen, how would we move forward and on and on. And uh, and I think, I think it's been pretty obvious just in the last month and a half that it, it couldn't have been any smoother and the way it's been handled and, and the way we've moved forward and, and with Lincoln taking things over and all the other pieces of it there with him in place, that it's been really positive if, if that's possible 
of someone stepping away after 18 and a half years and and have it have this kind of transition is pretty remarkable, really. Why did it work so well for you guys? Because most, I mean, two decades is a long time, and it doesn't usually happen like this where the head coach and the athletic director get along and are in Zapatico and all that kind of stuff. Joe, why did it work so well for you and Bob? And the president. And the president. Yeah. Sure. You know, having the three of us together for that long a time is so rare. Maybe won't happen much, if any, in the future, um, just the chances of it. But I think the, uh, the trust that we have between each other, um, I've always said, has been one of the re- really key pillars of, of um, us to continually find ways to improve. I mean, I'm fortunate and I, I always told Bob this, but he said, you know, there are a lot of people in our business, you know, the coaches and the administration, for whatever reason, aren't on the same page. And they constantly fight over extraneous things right. that don't help the program be successful. Bob and I never had that. Um, we always even debated. We, there, Bob and I know there's not everything we've each said that the other agreed to every single thing, but we always came out of every conversation unified to whatever was best for the program, and um, and we made those decisions together. And I would never make a decision about the football program without consulting him, and vice versa. And we, whether it was scheduling, whether it was facilities, I mean, we could talk about anything that affected the program player um, or student-athlete experience, all of those kind of things. So we had the trust level built up over a period of time. And, and uh, you know, as I say, we, we all have things and thoughts that go through our head. It doesn't necessarily mean that you act on them. They just float through. Maybe as fast as they floated mm-hmm. in, they float out about eventualities. But when we finally had that conversation, you know, I, I just because of my longstanding great lines of communication with coach i i just i could i could sense you know that he, he was, was at peace with this yeah. and um I, so i moved from not trying to talk him out of it to really understanding what he was saying and um, then what we needed to do next and so it, we, we really a, a kind of selflessness it's highly unusual toby i don't know coach how you feel about it but it's i just uh, well, I've always felt blessed and always will feel blessed that we had that kind of working relationship where we're attached to each other's hip for 18 years well and i I think too that uh it all went has gone so smoothly because of the as joe said uh, the trust and the working relationship we all have you know with each other uh with president born through joe c and all of us but also the overall strength of the program i i think you know that you look at the, the strong leadership of players we have right now at this time uh, an excellent uh, proven coaching staff, assistant coaches as well. Um, you know, we, we, we can handle this. And that's that's what also what it was about, that uh, this wasn't going to overwhelm our program. You know, that this is, this is okay. It's the right time. We can handle it. Leadership's in place to handle it. And we've got a strong team that will go forward with it. So, uh, you know, so we'll just continue on. You know, this – program's always been always bigger than any one individual and then it continues that way absolutely and i think bob brought up two really important points the the coaching staff has been terrific during the transition and most importantly have so have the the players you know they have been amazing at uh handling 
you know, all of that coming at him and, and, and um, the time it did. And, um, and I think Bob, as, as usual, had his finger on, on the pulse of, of every element and knew that this, this could be, you know, the time to set the program up for future success, mm-hmm. not just be considered about the current period of time, which it was too, but also the future success. It reminds me, when I was a kid, back before uh, seatbelt laws and all that kind of stuff, not a kid, I was just driving. We were going down the interstate one day, and my dad's in the driver's seat, and he said, here, you take over. And he stands up, you know, he stands up, and I slide in while we're going down the interstate at 65 miles an hour and continue (laughs) driving. That's the kind of things you used to do. But for a change of this magnitude, there has been so little turbulence. It's really... I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like this. Coach, before we let you go, where are you going to be uh, for the opener? Where are you going to watch the game from? Uh, that's a good question. I'm uh, I'm really hung up on, like I, I said, just uh, practice on uh, on uh, games and how I want to can, can, can manage it because I really can't just sit uh, casually with a bunch of people partying and watch the game. I'm too invested. Uh, they're still my, my guys and you know, there's still too much care for, for players that I've recruited and coaches that you worked with to, to look at a game nonchalantly. You know what I mean? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out, how I'm going to handle games. So I'm working on it. Think about it. That's just one hour of three hours that Josie spent with Toby Rowland on the show. Does, does it get any better than that? And to wrap up with Bob Stoops and talking about the transition, I think we can help Bob, though. We need to come up with a way or maybe I'm sure he has endless invitations to uh, watch parties or suites or even, as Toby said, come on on up to the radio booth. How awesome would that be to have Coach up in the booth? Doesn't want to be on the sidelines. Doesn't want to be a distraction. I get that. But, man, I think it's uh, kind of one of the cool little side stories to getting ready for the 2017 season. And, listen, I'll add this. It says a lot about the man who runs the show for OU Athletics, that he'll take the time to sit down for three hours during what is an extremely busy time. There's no such thing as a non-busy time in college athletics, but during an extremely busy time, to just sit down and chop it up and kind of break it down. So that was part one. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from Bob Stoops because – Uh, that was awesome. We'll bring you a couple of other featured pieces from that interview over the next few podcasts, but I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, tell a friend, spread it on social media, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. We'll go in-depth on football practice on our next episode on Tuesday. And a reminder, we have complete coverage if you just can't get enough. We have complete coverage for you right now at Soonersports.com. Jessica Cootie uh, going through every single position, giving you a complete preview of the 2017 Sooner depth chart. And again, we'll have tons on Tuesday as well right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast for Media Day, which kicks off on Saturday. Until then, everyone have a great weekend and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.